0: You're listening to the Rising Rain podcast with Nathan and Sterling. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Oh.
1: Welcome back everyone to the Rising Rain podcast. Uh we're back again. It's been a little while, but uh we're back. <laughs> yes. Nathan's here. Hello. sterling is here and we're here today with a very special guest the one and only mr caleb regnier say hello caleb
2: hello i'm the one take i'm taking over this podcast from now on they're <laughs> yeah. out i'm in
0: yeah we're the guests today actually yeah so what's your first question then caleb? <laughs>
2: uh i wasn't prepared for this actually now that i think about it you guys stay the host <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: sounds good um so uh like we were just discussing before um i don't know much about caleb <clears throat> i'm kind of a new caleb fan <clears throat> but uh i do know that you are a brand new father yes so do you got do you do you want to tell us a little bit about that and your experiences with a kid
1: it's
2: better than you think it will be that's what i'll say yeah okay I feel like I was kind of scared, you know, like I'm a young dad. Um, I don't think I have any other like buddies my age who have kids, but yeah, I think I was like scared. It's like, you don't know what to expect. You think Mm -hmm. like you hear horror stories and people being like, Oh, you're never going to sleep ever again. And all that stuff, you know? So I was kind of like, Oh boy, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Um, But it's man, it's a different game when it's your kid. Like it's just, there's a connection. There's it's, Special, it's a lot, it's it brings just so much more kind of joy to your life than what I was anticipating. I was like, I was like, boy, it's gonna be hard, but I can't, like, I can't even pretend it's been hard, it's just been great. So,
1: yeah, it's awesome. 10
2: out of 10, recommend.
1: (laughs) It's good to hear, it's good stuff. How old are you, right now? How old's your baby?
2: She is three months exactly, basically. Well, three days okay. off so basically three months
1: wow that's, that's yeah. a young, not gonna lie i have a niece that is 10 months yeah. 10 months old yeah okay. I, it sounds like a very rewarding process i'm not gonna lie like it sounds like something yeah uh, that is very enjoyable and yeah like you said like not, not many guys like our age per se would uh, be thinking about starting families but it's pretty cool that you can get into it and uh, really enjoy it like you are
2: yeah and I think, like as guys, sometimes you don't like. We're not, you know, we're not as maybe like wanting to be with kids, depending on who you are. Like, if I like, if there's a newborn, like I'll hold them for a little bit, take a picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Now, like, go back to mom. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I can like they're cute, but I'm like I'm not. I don't need to carry them. Mm-hmm. But when, like I said, like when it's your kid, there's just like this, like you want to carry them. Like you just like it's. I. It's only worth me explaining. Cause when you experience it, it's, yeah, it's a different reality.
0: So mm-hmm. what was like the first few days? Like, so right when the baby was born after that, the few three days, was that, did it seem real? Like, did it feel like it was actually your kid <laughs> or like, what did that feel like? You,
2: It's actually like a supernatural, like feeling like, you know, it's yours. Oh. Like, it's not like, who's this kid for Interesting. me. Interesting. But like, even when she was first born, like the first time I saw her, I wasn't expecting, it, but like, I started to cry. Like I, when you, I oh. saw this like baby and it was mine Yeah, and like me and my wife made this baby, it was like this really, this overwhelming emotional experience. I just like started to cry. And so it, it was, yeah, it was a emotional experience. And then the first couple of days, it's almost like, it's weird when you bring them home. Cause like so you have a baby in the hospital and you, you know, it's like there, there, you kind of feel like you're in a different world and then you just like get in your car and drive home with a baby, <laughs> yeah. like, like, what the heck?
0: Um,
2: <laughs> but the reality is like for the the men, you're, you know, the mom does most of the work. So really in the first couple of days, like it's me, more, I need to take care of, I need to take care of Alana, like getting her whatever she needs food. It was more of that stuff where I wasn't, where she was one more hands-on and, and had to feed her and yeah. do a lot of like a lot of those things. So it was just actually a surreal experience, like you're home and you have this baby and it's, it's, it was really fun. It was really like um, a, a great experience.
0: Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's uh, that's an amazing thing. And uh honestly, I just hope God blesses your kid's life and your guys' life and this journey. And, uh, um, as she's grown up. So that's awesome.
2: Thanks. Can I count on you guys to babysit?
0: Uh, oh, my goodness. Yes. We're a package deal for, as babysitters. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I
2: don't know if I trust one of you alone, though. That's one fair. Yeah, you probably need like you <laughs> both your brains to do it.
0: That's fair. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good. I would second that. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like Nathan said, you don't know Caleb really at all. Um, basically, you're pretty new to CCO, pretty new. Um, to knowing caleb but uh me on the other hand i mean still pretty new but i've known caleb since the fall when i decided to join cco and caleb has been my leader for two straight semesters he didn't get Mm -hmm. sick of me yet um yeah so what we want to hear from you caleb like i know your story a little bit um obviously not everyone will but we have talked about cco a little bit um but we're really interested in people's stories on this podcast that's really the main thing so firstly we want to hear um a little bit of your testimony um share to the people how you how you came to faith um what it's been like your journey as a a young man because i know you have a lot of stuff to say about that um going through such an interesting time in university as most Mm -hmm. of us do yeah and uh yeah tell us like how you got involved with cco and how you're doing at mru totally yeah,
2: no, I think it's something I like to talk about. And like you guys were saying, you know, before we went live, you know, like most of the people who are listening to this podcast are probably around university age people, right? So um, I, I think this is such, for me, I like kind of sharing a bit of my story because um, I think, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, your testimony and, um, and just like our relationship with God. But I think most people our age um, wouldn't be experiencing – god in a personal way very often or maybe their perspective of god or or religion is kind of negative right like and i think you know the three of us are a bit of an anomaly and so um but it shouldn't be that way and so it is something i like to talk about um because yeah i think my story can kind of um it's not that dramatic but i think it can kind of yeah open people up that that god can be more in your life than than maybe what he is right now um but yeah for me I grew up in Ottawa. Um, Yeah. And I went to like a Catholic school. Do you guys like, do you guys have, I know you have like a Catholic school board here Mm -hmm. in Calgary, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you guys go to like Catholic school or anything like that? I did. Yeah.
0: I did not. I went to public.
2: Yeah. And in my experience, man, back in Ottawa, like it didn't really make a difference, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like you'd like, like if you went to Catholic high school, uh, it didn't really mean anything. Right. You might've learned the morality of, Catholicism or Christianity, but it was, that was basically it. Right. Like maybe you'd, I, I'd always make jokes. Like we'd watch like the Prince of Egypt, like that movie about Moses mm-hmm. We'd watch it like three times a year. Cause the religion teachers would be like, uh, you know, play a movie. But yeah, my experience of, and I think when I think of like my buddies, you know, from high school, I think their experience of, of God and their experience of religion was that it, it's, it's dry. It's just a prescription, a moral prescription. This is what you got to do right? They got to go to church on Sundays. You got to do this and don't do that. And so the perspective is that, you know, faith is really irrelevant, right? It's, it's good for some people or maybe older, the older generation, but you know, for people our age, you know, it's not that relevant. Um, And so, you know, even though I grew up in a home where, you know, we go to church every Sunday, all that kind of good stuff. And um, you know, like, and I had a bit of a different perspective that, yeah, that, that God was personally, that there was more. But ultimately, I remember kind of coming out of, of high school and, and my experience in kind of Catholic high school being like, you know, if this all is all there is, then I don't know why anyone would really practice their faith. Right, because I know a lot of guys who are good guys, like they're good stand up guys, like a lot of integrity, you know, but they don't believe in God. So if all religion is, if all God is, is about a way to live your life, then I don't know if you need to believe in God right? And so those are kind of things that really were going through my mind coming out of of high school. And I'm sure many people listen to this call. That was probably your experience, right? Unless, you you know, it was really something big at home. But if you just went through the school system, learning about God, you know, I remember being unmoved in religion class, like never once was I like, wow, that's significant. It's just like, okay, sure. Right. Um, But really, for me in university, my faith really came alive. Um, And to kind of spare all the details um yeah so uh, you know you guys have mentioned cco um sort of like a christian club uh, or a christian kind of movement that's across canada that focuses on universities and to kind of digress i can like go into more of this later but mm. yeah like the reality is boys like you know what like is the place where people's faith goes to die if there is anything would you guys agree oh yeah oh yeah right like everything in university the culture the the lifestyle of, of you know the college lifestyle is it pulls you away from god right it just just does no matter how much you maybe came into university believing it just pulls you away in. and the majority of people i don't know the exact numbers but the majority of people will walk away from their faith um, by the age of 23 but like recent studies show that was very mathematical. I didn't even know the percentage, but the majority. okay? Don't <laughs> yeah. pull me on that. Um, and so that's why CCO is on university campuses. That's the place where people walk away. So when they leave home or kind of have a bit more freedom and then they walk away, but it was the opposite for me. When I came to university, I met this, this group of dynamic people who were all living a personal relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't just something they believed or, or a morality that they were following or, you know, a tradition that they were living out, but it was real. It was it was living, and it was actually affecting their life, and and for me, again, not to go into all the details, but um, when I it, it was really in university, that my faith really came alive. That I really, you know, we use this language sometimes, but that God really, Jesus really became the center of my life. Um, and is really through his community, and so because of that, like I, you know, I don't have a crazy story, like I, I don't. I don't have a story where, you know, I went, I went ham, you know, I like did all these things and I came back to God after being in jail for a few years. Like it really wasn't that for me, but it was really that kind of early on before I knew I could have rebelled and just gone, gone off that. I really discovered something that, that I knew the world couldn't offer me. Right. Like no, no night out or no relationship or no hookup. Like nothing could, could compare to like what I'd found in, in Jesus as as cheesy as that sounds. Um, and that really set my co- my life on a different course. Um, you know, where I know a lot of guys, my age or guys that look like me are living a different life in university, but it's so I, I didn't mention this, but at the university of Ottawa, um, but yeah, really for me, my faith was something personal, something deep and, and it, it was an intimate relationship with Jesus that I was experiencing on the daily. Um, yeah. And that totally changed my life. And that's why my life looks different, right? Like not many guys in their twenties are, are married with a kid. Um, but I am. And not only that, I don't feel like I'm like missing out on everything life has to offer, but I feel like fulfilled. I got a home gym.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, He's got adjustable no. dumbbells. That is what
0: success exactly. looks like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's what
2: success looks like. <laughs> anyway, that's a bit of my story. Like, not like that that's kind of the, the bulk of it. Um, and that's kind of my message to people here is that what you've experienced maybe growing up, maybe you're forced into religion or you're you're given this idea of who Jesus was that seems irrelevant, or that it it's going to take away what makes life enjoyable or or fun. And I I feel like my story, like what I'd want anyone here listening to take away, is that there's more, there is more, and and Jesus actually desires a relationship with you that's real, um, and we we can experience that. So, yeah, that's that that's kind of by and large my story.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I
1: find that uh, I find that very. Like interest some of the points you made there like I, th- I feel like yeah like i have a lot of the same ideas about religion in high school um to be fair like i did have a like i had one really good religion teacher in high school who like really tried to connect things on a deeper level and i respect teachers that do that but i th- like i think on a broad scale the curriculum is very boiled down like it's it's meant to be relatively accessible because at the end of the day they're treating religion as a as a course and students have to Mm -hmm. pass that course to graduate right so
0: yeah
1: tough situation there for the catholic school boards i understand that and that's fine and i respect religion teachers for doing what they do because i'm not sure if i could do that job to be honest um but i I think one of the most interesting things you said there is that like there's almost a sense of when you're looking at people with like a, a a different faith life than you it's like looking from the outside in right and when you're looking from the outside in you see all those people and you, you start to so, sort of form stereotypes. Right. So I think, um, I had much of the same experience in that, like when, as you're a young man and you're seeing all these people who are in these Christian clubs and, um, going to church on a regular basis and yeah, maybe they're married and having kids. It's easy to say, well, I, I couldn't be that person because whatever, right. You got all those excuses in your head. Um, but I really admire how you just basically like you just grab life by the horns, basically, and you just dove straight in. And then like, look where you are, like only a few years later, right? Like you're not that much far on from your first year of university when things felt different. So that's, there's power in that. Totally. Yeah.
0: Um, I do have a question. Um, so, you know, you said you got into university and you like one of the biggest things you noticed is how, or you you brought up how university is where faith comes to die in um, students, right? Um, I'm just I I'm curious what happened or what was the moment when you realized like I know I know you were little you were educated in it and you know you knew how personal um, like Christianity actually could be, um, but I think everybody has their moments, right? And everybody has that one moment where they're like you know, Jesus actually loves me. Um, So what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah,
2: for me, it was someone um, had invited me kind of, I'm trying to think of the way to boil this down. But there was a moment for me. There was a real moment. Um, Actually, okay, I'll I'll explain kind of what it was. For me, it was, I was invited by someone to uh, live a life of prayer. I don't mean like praying all the time, but basically someone had challenged me to, to pray daily, right? If you want to grow in a relationship with someone, like you got to talk to them. Like if we did this podcast every single day for the next year, you know, like we'd be like tight,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, like me and Sterling are already boys, but you know, like if we did it every single day, like we just grow so close. Right. And, and you can know everything you want to know about God. Right. You could read the whole Bible, but to actually know him, like I can know everything I want to know about Sterling. I can know he like plays soccer. I can know his favorite color is blue. Like, I can know all these things, but it's a different thing to know Sterling, to have a conversation with him, uh, to know what, what makes him tick, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and the same with God, right? You can know everything. Your parents could have taught you everything. You could have gone to church every Sunday growing up. could have read the whole Bible. But it's a different thing to actually know Jesus in, in a real and intimate way. And so someone had challenged me to pray daily. And, and it was actually in that challenge. At first, I didn't really take it seriously. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can really do that. But I remember um, it really stuck with me. It was actually right before Lent. And so right now we're in Lent. I know Sterling knows that, but Lent is like the 40 days leading up to Easter. And mm-hmm. we're almost there. But it was right before Lent, someone was like, do it for Lent. And I remember I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I wouldn't be good at that. But I remember it stuck with me and I was um, coming home from school on the bus or like whatever, like a walking home from the bus stop. Um, and I remember just being like, you know what? like. I want to do this. Like I want to, I want to pray every day. And, and it it was such like a kind of like silly, like moment of being like I'm going to do this. But it was the first time that I chose that I want to follow Jesus. Yeah. Right. That I was like, I want to live this. And it was was actually the first time I think I made an adult decision to make my faith, my own. And it, it really, you know, it's not a dramatic story in any way. Right. It wasn't like I had the clouds part and you know, like God is real but it's really like this decision to follow Jesus to become a disciple. You know, yeah. as, as long as we say, like to basically just to follow him and it set, that's the thing that kind of was a beginning. And from there, yeah, there's been different experiences and ways that I've, I've experienced uh, a real relationship with Jesus, but that was the first moment that, that I chose that on my own, that it wasn't just something I was born into or, or culturally raised in, but that it was mine now. Um, yeah.
1: Amazing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's, that's powerful. Um, my pastor at my church, he uses this saying called um, he hates this saying, but he, he talks <laughs> about when people say, what's your Damascus story, your road to Damascus story. Cause for those of you who don't know, um, when there's a story in the Bible where Paul or Saul at the time, is on the road to Damascus. Um, he's basically in the middle of his life persecuting Christians. He's literally going around killing Christians for their faith. Um, and He's traveling to this place and God literally strikes him blind and completely flips his right life around, makes him a, a disciple for him. And, um, sends him to basically three, what uh, do a complete 180, and makes him one of the strongest men of God that we've ever seen. And he goes on to write so many books in the Bible. Um, yeah. So what, what my pastor says about that is not everyone has that road to Damascus story. Yeah. Not everyone is going to be struck down by bolts of lightning and, literally made blind right that's not the case for everybody um and i I think one one of the craziest things about you and me as well is that like we grew up in christian homes but we were still missing something there was still something that didn't click through all those years all those sunday school classes going through catholic high school there's still something that didn't click um so i think it's easier for people who have that sort of background who um have Christian backgrounds. It, it's it's sort of hard for them to admit that their faith isn't as deep as it should be. I had a, I had a really tough time admitting that. Um, but like you said, it's it's that conscious decision to do something for God, to do something to improve that relationship with God that can completely change your life.
2: Amen. No, totally. That like, and I, I sometimes I'll refer to, it to like kind of an act of the will in a sense, right? Like for some people, mm-hmm. it's not going to be that dramatic story. And, and for you and I, Sterling, like, it's not that but we all need to make uh, a decision, a free decision, right? because God is never going to barge into our life and force you to follow him. Like that's not who God is. Right. And so everyone at some point needs to make a decision either to, to walk away from God or, or to follow him. And, uh, and I think there, and I think especially, I think that's why I, uh, you know, university students are so key because university is a point like for me, it was like, I feel like it was like becoming an adult. I was still living at home. Just like, I feel like so many people in Calgary live at home throughout university, Yeah, but in Ottawa, a lot of people move out and all, like kind of in the GTA, it's like a thing to move out. But even though I lived at home, there was like a, it wasn't like, you know, high school where you like, you go to your class and you take the school bus home. But I was like, I take the city bus to, to campus, come back. Like it was, it was becoming an adult. Like you, 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 the, the, the grip your parents have on you is, is loosened in university, unless your parents are really intense. <laughs> but I think that's why university is so important, because especially when it comes to faith, because I think university is the place where you have, you make a decision. Do you want to like, maybe live your faith or look more into it, or are you going to walk away? And I think that's why university is so important. It's really like a, a coming of age, you know, kind of deal.
0: I also, just to add on to that point, I think university is a point where um, as, you know, like we hit a point when we're 12. Right. And we're so vulnerable and we're, you know, hitting puberty and we're mad all the time and things like that. I think, I honestly think university is the puberty of being an adult. Right. (laughs) And, uh, it's like, it's a time where like you are vulnerable, like you're learning things consistently every single day. Right. And you can, obviously you have a choice to choose like who you hang out with but sometimes you come into university like me and sterling we we got pushed into a group of soccer of a soccer team right and not saying they're a bad group of guys um or anything like that right but it's obviously we're easily influenced in that situation where it's like um, okay partying's good you know and Sterling, <laughs> Sterling wasn't <laughs> Sterling was not easily influenced this guy was a rock star <laughs> right um, but I get into university into a group of partying guys and again nothing wrong with that but I learned I was learning to go to parties with the intention of you know being drunk or partying and dancing and things like that you know and until I actually was like until actually COVID hit and I was able to do a self-evaluation right and I'm still at a point where I'm learning then I was like you know I forgot I remembered that I had faith I remembered Jesus I already I gave my I was baptized I gave my life to Jesus I you know and I need to get back onto that track right and I need to I need to figure out my priorities and my intentions right so not saying that I won't go to those parties but why am I going to go there kind of thing yeah you know so i think i think i i really appreciate that thought of you know students being so our university students being like they need to be targeted almost right they need to be um exposed you know Mm. they need to be held accountable because there's i believe it or not like i i do believe you know students throw away their faith at this age but a lot of them actually have faith going into university Mm. or they know of faith right and that's and and i think although they throw it away i think they're also the we're also the most open-minded you know Mm. and so i think that idea is is very is very um it's good you know
2: yeah why do you this is a question because as you're talking like you know you're right that it's like actually probably the one of the, you know, I, some of you said that I think significant is like kind of you, you hop in university and yeah, you're kind of thrown into the party scene a little bit. Um, and then it took a while for you to kind of remember your faith. Right. And it took COVID for that. Yeah. Why, why do you guys think like, why is there such a draw to, to the party scene? Like, why do you think that's such a, a draw for like, especially in university still is it in high school, but why in university? Why is that such a thing?
0: i think go ahead sterling
1: yeah well like for me i just i just think it's people when we don't know what we're doing we look to others to decide what we're gonna do yeah so like like nathan was saying there we come into university and it's completely new scene we're knocked down to the same level as everyone else right and you enter first year no one is special anymore there's no cliques that were in high school there's there's none of that everyone's on the same level um yeah and then it's a race. It's who can get to the top the fastest, right? Who can climb the totem pole the fastest. So for a lot of people, I feel like the way that they go about that is you see other people partying. Well, heck I'm going to go to the parties, you know, I'm going to make a bunch of friends. I'm going to, you know, like meet as many girls as I can uh, (laughs) get drunk as many nights as I can. And uh, I'm going to become the most popular guy in the school. And that's going to be my thing. But um, I mean, that's easy to say for the guys who, have that party instinct in their in their minds, I guess. But for those people with sort of faith in the back of their minds, um, for me, at at least, like, especially going into a public university, you feel a little lost, you know, like, you feel like you're the only one who has the feelings about faith that you have on the inside. You feel like there's no one around you um, who has the same thing going on in their life, right? So you feel like, if I can't fit in with my faith, then I may as well fit in with something else, right? I, I feel like that might be a generalization, but that's the thought process I kind of see in a lot of people, and to some extent, that's the that's how I felt about myself um, in my first year
0: and second year as well. So,
1: yeah, that's what I got to say about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just on top of that, like, I think the biggest point that Sterling made is that it's just to fit in, right? because when you enter an unknown territory you know i think as human beings our initial reaction is to just grab onto whatever we can get right whatever you can hold on to and you're just gonna you're just gonna grab it and pull it close to you right mm-hmm. so it like for example if you were to graduate and the norm would ju- <laughs> become a priest <laughs> you know that that then that wouldn't happen. But the norm is to, to go to university and right. And that's such an unknown like ground. You don't know where you're going to end up. You don't actually know where you're going to go with your degree. Like it's so like, you just don't have a single clue. Right. And that's a scary thing. And that's why a lot of people get rid of their faith because faith is something that you cannot see. It's something that you feel. And it's something that you believe in. Right. And, and so when you get into university, partying is something that you see. Partying is something that you feel. You know, yeah. all these things that uh, give you uh, in the moment, moment satisfaction in life is what you feel and what you hold on to in the moment. Mm. And and I feel like right when you jump into university, that's what you grab onto because you feel like okay, now now I'm having fun, so I'm headed in the right direction, kind of thing. Yeah. No. And I think yeah. that that's probably a big point too.
2: Yeah. Kind of like the fitting in kind of like sterling like the popularity a, a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also think of like, when I think about it, cause I think my, you know, like everyone feels that, that draw to it, right. No matter how much you believe in God, there's that draw that, that like almost like something in you wants that. Right. Wants kind of the parting. I think when I, cause I think like every, you know, raunchy college movie kind of, Thing. It's always like the, it's always about kind of the, the thrill. Yeah. Right. It's about the, the thrill, the excitement, the, the, um, seeking the, the kind of, seeking that fix, right? Yeah. Something worth almost like living for. And I feel like there's part, you know, like when I, if I were like, when I feel like tempted to like live that lifestyle, I think, Part of us is is seeking something to, to fill us. Not to get all philosophical here, but something to kind of fill us, right? Like yeah. uh, uh, something to, because because not just like people aren't just like wanting to to party once and they have their fix, but it's it's never enough, right? It's always like it's it's got to be another night, right? Another hookup, right? Like another another drink. It's it's never like I've had my fix of partying, right? And people say all the time they're like. I'm never partying again. I'm never drinking again. I drink way too much. Like, next I'm weekend. never drinking again
1: mm-hmm.
2: next weekend. Back. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Cause we're lo- I think it's, I think it's bigger even than popularity. Cause I could go, uh, you know, like actually being an athlete could get you popular Right, like You walk around campus with like your, you know, MRU soccer, you know, jumper. And I was like, look at this guy, right. That could get you popular. <laughs> but I think it's, it's gotta be bigger. I think people are seeking something to kind of fill that emptiness right give life like a joy or excitement or an adventure or a thrill or, or just pleasure
0: yeah and right here's like what I can I can say for ahead. that sorry I don't I didn't mean to cut you off but uh just no, want like as you're saying those things for me <clears throat> I like it's part of fitting in right and feeling and having that confidence mm-hmm. right and, and gaining that confidence to be in a group of people and be in a university with thousands of people and be confident in yourself right so it was almost like oh look i i'm a partier like i'm just like I, all you guys like you know i fit in but the thing is is like that partying will not give you the same amount of confidence as understanding that you're a child of god right when you like it's a whole different presence when somebody who is confident in their faith walks into the room and somebody who's confident in their partying walks into the room it's two different like forces almost you know and i think that that for me was a big part and the role that played in and trying to like you like you said fill that space which was confidence in that situation you know
1: yeah yeah i like that and i mean like that makes a really good transition um so i know caleb like you like saying this when we're in studies um, in, within CCO. And it's always that what we're doing here is so countercultural. You know, this is going against everything that our instincts tell us to do, right? When we come in as university students. So I want you to kind of give your point of view on how CCO fills that void. How does CCO um, counter the, the sort of normal university lifestyle? And why is that so special? And why is it possible? Um, within like a group context like that..
2: totally No that's a good question. Yeah, and I think again going back to what we just talked about, right you can't just say, oh don't live that lifestyle and then replace it with nothing. Right? Or can't just say like, oh I'd never party or you're bad or like no no fun and then not replace it with another actually like uh, something brings joy and, and excitement right in our life. You can't just say don't party on Saturday just stay at home and read a book. <laughs> I don't want to read a book on a Saturday right, um, you need to be replaced with something. And I, I think that's kind of where, where CCO plays in, uh, kind of comes into play. And ultimately, you know, I think that if we're searching for something, you know, because people spend their whole degree, party after party, hookup after hookup, the whole degree just going off, right? And their, their life from the outside looks beautiful and flashy, but on inside, they're empty. On the inside, there's brokenness, shame, and and it's like a, like unfulfilled, right? And and that's why I think that actually God is the answer. He is the answer. That actually, like, that you know. And I think people party more than they ever have, you know. And but people are also more more uh, depressed and more um, purposeless than they've ever been. Right. Like when I look like some of my close friends, like I see that. And I I think there's a correlation between how, how God has been, how we push God out of our life and out of of society and, and actually the, the almost aimless living that, that we can often live. And so what I'm getting at here is that I actually believe that, that God is what people are seeking, right? When they seeking joy and pleasure, ultimately they're looking for something that lasts. Right. Like that feeling when you like, you finish like your junior chicken and you're kind of like, oh, I wish I had another, right. Like <laughs> yeah. we're looking like, something that's going to last. Right. That, that, that actually God is, is that, that purpose, that fulfillment that lasts more than that night out where you go and it's fun. It feels good in the moment. Then you wake up in the morning, you feel like garbage. Right. I just say this all the time to Sterling and, and other guys that it With like, we do what we think is going to make us happy. And then we're not happy. Mm-hmm. We're empty. We feel, we feel gross. We feel empty, shameful. Right. And I actually believe God is what we're seeking. God is what we're seeking. That's why I think CCO um, and not just CCO, but Jesus is what the answer is. And so, yeah, like CCO is on campus and we do like a lot of faith studies or kind of Bible studies and, and really what it gives people an opportunity is to look critically at who Jesus could be in their life not talking around Jesus and, uh, and about morality. And of course it kind of still comes up, but who is Jesus and actually, how could he fill that gap and not just philosophically and, you know, in nice kind of poetic terms, but actually how can God come and fill that, that urge? That I was like, yeah, why do I want to go out? Why do I want to like, why do I need a girl to kind of tell me I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. Why do I need to like have a wild night to feel like my life means something? And ca- how, like, literally, not just, you know, theoretically, how can Jesus fill the emptiness we feel? Um, and so, yeah, like, we're on campus. Like, anyone here from, like, go to MRU or UFC of C or, or basically most major campuses across Canada, there is a CCO presence that could give you an opportunity to maybe find that answer, see how God is the answer to that, that, that emptiness. And... And maybe you don't feel, it's not like you wake up every day and you're like, oh, I feel so empty. But at certain points, we feel that, right? And, and I believe that Jesus is for everyone, not just for some people, not just for the three of us or people who really like that, but everyone, everyone. I, I truly believe that. And yeah, and so if you're like, if you're feeling like, yeah, I'd like to look into that. And on top of that, all that stuff, like there's also just like a good group of guys and girls. Like there's a good, it's, it's just a good group of like university students who are just good people. Big like time. me and yeah like me and sterling played some dodgeball saturday was it saturday last saturday
1: yeah a couple like of them
2: and i i had fun like played some spike ball me and sterling beat some guys you know <laughs> all just, day and we rubbed <laughs> in their face a little at the end but um no just there's that element too that actually they're like i've met my actually i met my wife through cco oh wow. so there you go right there my <laughs> best friends i've met through cco because there are people that I, I could really depend on um and that had we're also in a similar place, wanting to follow and grow closer to God. And so, yeah, if any if anyone's here like interested, give me a follow on Instagram so that my ratio will go up. No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, send me a DM, Caleb. Dot
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Just give me a follow, well, sure, DM like, me if you want to yeah. know more.
0: Um. So, what uh, about CCO has uh impacted you the most? Like, what what moments have really just influenced your life the most obviously you met your wife that's a pretty big impact pretty right <laughs> yeah um but just tell us uh, a story or two about cco and how that's uh, guided i guess you in your journey
2: yeah no there's a lot of things i really like oh so much of who i am um uh, cco um but it's not that i i think it's it's really not like cco is the answer Right, like cco is the ultimate thing i i believe that ultimately jesus is yeah you know the way but i think the way for me when what i can like give to cco is um really and i've already mentioned this but proposing um a relationship with jesus to me not just the the teachings or um yeah the right the do's and don'ts but ultimately a relationship and that's really what i can that's had the biggest impact on me. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm I, yeah. Like if it weren't for that, like, I don't think I'd be going to church right now. Like, I don't think I'd be doing any of it because if, if Jesus isn't personal, if you can't experience him, I wouldn't be doing any of that stuff right now. Yeah. And so really like, I can attest that, like that, that, and, and that affects my whole life. Like being like prayer, like the way I pray, um, and the way I pray, like I talk to God kind of as someone who's close, like a personal friend. Talk to Sterling a lot about this. But every single morning, the first thing I do when I get up, grab some coffee, shout out McCafe, just saying. <laughs> um get some coffee and then I pray. I sit down, I pray, and I open the Bible and and I don't just I don't just say a, a rehearsed prayer that I know I've memorized in my head, but you no, know, like I actually spend time talking to God. Like all the big decisions in my life, like everything. I, Anything I've ever done, I, I bring it to the Lord. I bring my weaknesses, I bring my like my my sin, my my brokenness, my worries, my dreams, like everything. And and that has had a major impact on my life. And I, mm-hmm. I a lot of was throughout my degree and and CCO, I really learned what that looked like. Um, and I can't I can't be, I can't express how much um, I believe that God actually leads me in my life. Like every single morning, I feel like there's always something that that Jesus speaks to me in a personal way, not just like a nice uh, poem. Oh, that's a nice poem that's going to help me. No, like actually something personal to my heart. Um, That's what I think I can say is uh, that's something I kind of learned throughout my degree and through CCO is people taught me how to pray. And that has majorly, majorly impacted my life and my day to day.
1: Yeah. Um, I think... Like for me, at least um, we kind of talked about this earlier, but it's so easy to like, just sort of coast with your faith, with the idea of your faith and your relationship with God. Um, And I think there's lots of ways to sort of kick yourself out of that sort of coasting phase and into something deeper. And CCO for sure is one of those ways. And like you said, like it's not the end all be all like CCO is not God, but CCO is one way um, that you can, find power in that relationship and really increase that relationship. Totally. Um, yeah. like, for me, a club like CCO was something that I always liked the idea of. Like, I, I think everyone in university likes the ideas of just campus clubs in general, mm. but w- how often do we actually like sign up for a club? Oh, totally. <laughs> right. Like it's so much easier not to, it's so much easier to walk past that booth on main street and just say, yeah, yeah you know, next year, whatever. Yeah. And that was exactly me for my first two years of university. I was like, yeah, I should join a Christian club, you know, like, sounds like a good idea, but yeah, eh, man, next year I'm busy with soccer, you know, and homework's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it took someone reaching out to me and saying like, do you want to join this face study? And then it's like, like, man, th- th- this could actually like, this could be what I need, you know? And, and there was, as soon as I got that message from that person, uh, they know who they are, but something in, inside clicked. And I was like, hold, hold on. Like something's different this time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't just want to say nah next year, some, mm-hmm. something, something's different. So I think, for me to get out of that phase of just coasting through my faith, it took that. Like we talked about that conscious decision and it, and it takes a little bit of a step out of your comfort zone, right? We're not called in faith to sit inside ourselves and just like be chilling there, like isolated from everyone else. No, that big aspect that was missing to me was some aspect of fellowship. And I think that's, that's huge in what CCO brings to the table. Yeah. Um, like you, like the two face studies I've had, I've been unreal. Like Caleb, you know this, but the the amount of varied stories we have oh, man. completely different guys. Like it's not all people who have been Christians for their whole life. You meet all different types of people who have incredible stories to share and you just get to chill with each other and, and just, just talk and go yeah. through this little program and just talk and, and learn so much about yourself and about uh, Jesus and scripture and all sorts of good things. Yeah, and I, I think that's a common misconception too is that campus clubs like C- CCO are only for strong Christians. Hmm. Um, yeah, that is really not the case. You know, <laughs> if if you think that oh I'm not Bible smart enough to join a Christian club, I think that's a that's a big misconception that you'd be very surprised with how little it matters when you get into that sort of context, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I, I guess. Could you touch on sort of that idea that CCO is for everyone and oh, why yeah. it's important to have that sort of fellowship in your life? Yeah.
2: I actually love what you said because I'd say, you know, I would not want to get involved with the club. I'm being honest. Yeah. Like every time clubs week, like I'm like, don't, I want the free stuff on your table, but like, do not like talk to me oh, about clubs. Yeah, like talk to me. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. I think most people, yeah, they like the idea of clubs, but people actually don't want to get involved with the club. Mm-hmm just let's just be honest most yeah. people do not want to get involved with the club unless they have a really niche thing that they're into yeah right like you're really into video games and you do the, like the video game club whatever most people do not want to do clubs and i actually don't view cco as a club because people don't want to do a club i really view cco as an opportunity to i feel like a broken record but ex- to explore like who Jesus could be in your life that like that's that's really what I, like, I, I often only use the word, the, often the word that like CCO is a club because it's more than that. And I love what you always said, like, it's not for like, I, I have such a heart for people who don't uh, even identify as Christian. And there's so many people now who, who don't, it's just a reality. Faith has become more and more distant. And yeah, like uh, many people who take faith studies with CCO are non-Christian of are other faith denominations, other, you know, like whatever like so many people i've led um you know muslims buddhist people hindus like everyone um because like i've said i actually believe jesus for everyone and looking at it's not like a looking at the intellectual side but really the heart um and so yeah i really do yeah i don't think CCO is a club i think it's it's really that it's and we're really relational like everyone that i lead in a study i i know their name i know like who they are i know their story like um because relationship matters. Like we're not about just doing like that kind of cookie, cl- cookie cutter club thing and just having like events, but it's really um, personal. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I can say about that. I don't even look at it as a club. And even like when we do social events, it's like, um, yeah, it's just because to gather. And I think I'm going to kind of shift away from something else you said that I really wanted to comment on. is It's really actually the people you spend your time with has such an impact on who you are. And yeah, you said this, Sterling, I loved it, that like, you actually can't, you know, for those of you who maybe have some element of faith, like, you can't do it on your own. Like, it was never, it's, we're never meant to live it on our own. If you're trying to, like, figure it out on your own, it, it's actually it's not going to work. Like, we're meant to kind of live with other people. And yeah, I think, like, and, and who you spend your time with and who you surround yourself with has such an impact on who you are. Like, it really does. It's always like we look at ourselves like, I don't like who I am right now. But then we it's kind of like it, our life is reflecting who we spend our time with. And I think for me, spending my, my time, the people I surround myself with are, are ultimately people that I want to be like. And I think that's so important of, of just that element right there. And CCO really gave that for me throughout my degree that I could surround myself with people that I wanted to be like um, and kind of, again, help kind of protect me from kind of, going down a slope that or a slippery slope that I didn't want to go down you know yeah
0: yeah that's really good um I like (laughs) I like me and Sterling's chemistry it's unbelievable I was I was actually just about to ask you because I know we have a lot of listeners that aren't actually Christian or don't have a faith right so I was actually just about to ask you like when you are I I've seen you down main street which at mru is just like the main hallway where everybody walks down and then a bunch of people have like booths open and they just attack you (laughs) they just jump at you say listen to me right um how like what does that day look like for you how many times do people like ah you know like don't want to hear it you know like what what kind of experiences have you have you i guess experienced on a technical difficulties back that sucks oh okay We're <laughs> already, but yeah that so my mom <laughs> my mom actually had a meeting on her account uh, okay. so she just kicked me right out and i had no idea Shoot. but um <laughs> let's just carry on here yeah uh i asked you about um what's it like on main street main street yeah <laughs> trying to evangelize yeah. in that situation getting people on board
2: yeah yeah um I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of people expect it. Like, Oh, you must get like in arguments and people kind of coming at you. <laughs> people are uh, like, people are chill. People are nice. And people are, I'm going to be honest. Like everyone's looking for something more. Like people are. And so I, I actually, I, it's embarrassing for me. Like, I don't want to, I feel like I'm that guy. Right. Like, but to me, for me, it doesn't come out of place. Like, Oh I gotta kind of, you know, people think like oh, it's recruiting for a club. Again, I don't look at it as a club. Like for me, God has impacted my life. said this already in this call, but I believe Jesus is for everyone. And so when I'm talking to people, people are actually nice to me and receptive because people at MRU are awesome. Yeah. Everyone's searching for something. And for me, it's coming from a place like I actually care and, and kind of out of love. And uh, I like doing it, I like having conversations with people. Um, as embarrassing as it is to be that guy, um, I'm doing it because I care and it's real for me and not just something I do. It's not just a hobby. So I I like approaching people, and people are nice, for real.
0: Yeah. And I think that is something that is so um, underestimated, that part where you said people are always looking for something else. Mm. Because even through CCO, I've found or met people. No, I've found people that I already knew that are in CCO, Mm. that I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, really? You know, and that's the thing that's the most underestimated part of being a university student. Mm. You know, like you'll expect somebody who parties nonstop every weekend or, you know, who's just broken to not be looking for things like this, but Mm. they are, Totally. you know? And so I think just speaking to the people who aren't Christian um, again, like we're not saying you're doing anything wrong you know you are living life and you're being you and that is the most important thing we're saying that this will fill such jesus will fill such a hole in your life and you will like you can't explain it you can't understand it you can't it's it's it makes you speechless basically right but all we're saying is that you know there's always going to be a piece of life that you're looking for that you're reaching for that you can't grab and that you don't know what it is yeah. right and and this case is jesus i don't know why i went off of that tangent but sometimes it just happens <laughs> Yeah. so uh, about it yeah
1: yeah cool um yeah i guess we're ra- in in wrapping up um i think one of the most powerful things about you caleb is that you're so directed like it, it seems like you know what you're on about all the yes. time you know like you're very confident in your calling and you're very um you're very driven and it's like you're you're not deviating much from that path at all i think something that a lot of people our age are looking for is um direction like a constant direction um i'm sure it took some seeking on your part in, in order to find that direction and, uh, some patience and some whatnot, but what are some, some tips you would give to people in university about finding a direction in life? Like what advice would you give to someone who's saying that they're feeling a little lost, a little, uh, undirected in their life?
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm like a one trick pony. Like I should believe, you know, it's, it's through God. Like I am not one trick <laughs> pony. Like you know, I, I, think it's more than just what makes you happy. I think yeah. there's actually more than that. Cause actually what makes you happy now might, might not make you ultimately happy Yeah, or maybe it makes you happy um, in the moment, but it's not actually good for you. And, and so I think, you know, a lot of, a lot, you'll get a lot of advice, like just do what makes you happy and your life will be good. But I actually think there's, there's more. Cause sometimes you have to, um, I, I, just, I think it's more than that and being a one trick pony I actually believe that, you know, Jesus says in the Bible, he says like, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Right. And I actually believe he has like a way for us, right. He has, like, he has a, a, a direction and I actually believe that if we ask him, he wants to give us that. And so uh, that's all I can say. Like, I, again, I feel like I want to trick bony, but really I believe that, that, that God knows all things and he has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. and he actually wants to show you that plan it's not a mystery that you have to decode the hieroglyphic to understand god's plan but actually when we go to him and as we get to know him he actually does have a plan and a plan quote in scripture here but plan for welfare and not for harm to give you a future with hope and that's jeremiah 20 and 11 um and really that is the direction worth living not just what makes you happy um, but actually what's going to make give your life hope and, and purpose that's what i'll say to that
1: yeah and I, I think we we talked about it briefly um where it's like diving into a spiritual life doesn't mean sacrificing everything else it doesn't yeah. mean sacrificing joy right um yeah. I think just just taking that step out of your comfort zone and finding um, finding that extra purpose in your life finding something a little bit deeper than where you're at right now I, I think it's such a, a key thing and it's something that we're so scared of as as humans. And especially these young adults um you want to seem like you're on the right track but you're scared to take that step yeah so i think a big recommendation out of all this is take that step like what the heck what do you what are you going <laughs> to lose right take that step do do that thing that's always been in the back of your head right mm-hmm. take that take that uh take life by the horns mm-hmm. a little bit you know make make your own purpose
0: that's funny cuz i was just talking to my girlfriend about this um and uh i was saying to her that university students in our generation have learned to say no way too well mm. like we know we're like we're pros at saying no yeah basically you know yeah. but at this age we can't afford to say no huh. you know because regardless you're you're going to get to a situation where like depending on who you are as a person but you're going to be married you're going to have a kid you're going to have responsibilities you're going to have a job right and so you're going to have to say no sometimes but right now we have the freedom to just say yes 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 right and i'm not saying you know <clears throat> if somebody offers you like heroin you go oh yeah <laughs> let's try <laughs> no, <that." laughs> but I'm it no do it guys <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like when you have situations in front of you where like you don't know about it and it it's a positive experience. Why would we say no? Okay. Right. So it's uh I like that point, Sterling, <clears throat> and just something else I want to say. Uh, something I really admire about your you, Caleb, and your answers is that is the humbleness in the way you speak. Um it's very easy for somebody to be like, when, when asked a question, like, Oh, you know, what does CCO do? Like, what do you do in CCO? And how do you impact individuals? It's so easy to be like, Oh, I do this. I do this. I do this. Right. But uh, you're so humble by saying, you know, it's actually God. Right. And and that is how you guys can tell the difference between somebody who's actually devoted their life to God and working for him um, than somebody who's just doing it for, whatever reason mm-hmm. you know like that that humbleness is, is a gift and uh, I just really admire that and I just wanted to say I appreciate um, what you're doing at you. I think it's um I think it's very brave and courageous because it's not something that's easy um, especially in this generation I'm not saying that people are going to come out and argue with you but it's not easy being turned down <laughs> you know at the age we're at so um yeah just want to encourage you um that you know you're doing an amazing job and uh I'm just encouraged and admire uh you as an individual and I'm I'm very thankful that you were able to come on and uh talk to us thanks bro mm-hmm.
2: I, I think it's cool you guys are doing this I know you guys like talk about a lot of different topics so I'm glad you're open to this topic as well and yeah, I'm really glad you got even just getting to know you, Nathan, this call and even Sterling this whole year, man, like, um, I, I really enjoyed it. So thank you. And if anyone's listening, and you just like even a, something tiny in you is like, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe God could be something for me. Yeah, just like DM me or DM them and they can, um, you know, get you my or get you my contact information. And I'd yeah. love to just even chat.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure we'll link, uh, the CCO MRU page on our Instagram and and yours as well. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like I can't stress this enough guys, like CCO was such an important step that I took in my life and it seems like something so small. Um, just saying, yeah, I'm down to join a study for one semester, but, um, even over these past two semesters, it's been such, such a refreshing change in my life. And it's really, um, really directed in a way which is which is really cool um so yeah like like what caleb said there if if you're at all interested i could not recommend enough um i'm sure nathan has a lot of the same to say after his first semester yeah um you can meet some great people you can learn some some fascinating stuff you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about jesus
0: sweet well thank you everybody for listening Uh, We hope you have a great week, uh, and we'll see you on the forecast. See you later. See ya.